This episode of Hardcore Nursing Home is brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. It's roasted to perfection, available in many amazing flavors and varieties. It's easy to order and it's available online at getdeadly.com. Tell them we sent you. It won't get you a discount, but it'll make us look damn good to our sponsors who are willing to foot the bill so you can have highbrow programming like us to listen to. That's Deadly Grounds Coffee. It's coffee to die for. GetDeadly.com Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hardcore Nursing Home. I'm Dave. I'm Mandy. I'm Ryan. And I'm Lacey. <laughs> no, that's Lace- Angel. Producer Angel subbing in for Lacey tonight. Welcome. Welcome, Angel. Well, yeah, I'll be. I'll be in and out though. You guys are running the show tonight. We're we're getting into this month's favorite releases. Uh, we're going to talk a few concert stories and maybe even take a trip down musical memory lane. So let's get right into it. Uh, what were you listening to this month, Brian? All right, let's uh, let's uh, let's do this a little little. Uh, I was thinking this month we could do this a little bit more open discussion. We all start throwing some titles out, some things that we hit, some because I feel like there was there was enough of the, enough crossover on some of this stuff that we could get a nice general discussion on this. Um, a little Absolutely. more a op- little more open format, and I wanted to. Start this right off the rip. Rip. Right off the rip with the new Norma Jean. Now, I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I've heard so many good things. Come on. All I'm right. sorry. All hail. Yeah. All- <laughs> no, legit. Hail Norma Jean. That's the- uh, everybody. Literally yeah. everybody's jumping all over this record. Everybody's saying it's such a killer record. I'm sorry I haven't listened to it yet. I uh, I ended up doing some things yesterday that took away some of my time to listen to new music. So I don't have anything from this week. Uh, well, this is I've been honestly I've been waiting for this week. This week had a lot more. Uh, you know, not every month is going to be a killer month for everybody. Um, some people more than others. The last week I, there was a couple little sprinkles during uh, October for me, but I've been really waiting for this month, uh, namely for the new Norma Jean. I am a big Norma Jean fan. I know uh, I can say Angel is probably an even bigger Norma Jean fan than me. Mandy's a Norma Jean fan. Uh, Dave, however, is an Every Time I Die fan. And there's two different different people on this planet. Those that favor Every Time I Die and those that favor Norma Jean. I I don't know if I draw that line in the sand, but I I do. I'm drawing drawing it, God damn it. Um, But I just... I'm not going to say that every Norma Jean record was a knockout of the park for me. I mean, I generally like all the albums, but uh, some of them a little less than others. Usually, mostly the earlier stuff for me, not including the stuff with uh, with Josh. Yeah, Skogan. I don't count that band because Norma Jean kind of changed and went in a different direction uh, uh, with the... Uh, oh, God. Yeah, about yeah, that. Math. They started uh, mixing in some more different vocal styles and things like that. Stuff that jo- stuff that Josh wasn't doing with them, uh, but he did go on to do the Chariot, and I wish they would put out something new so we could talk about them. Sixty-eight. 
uh, 68. Really good, really good band. But um, so New Norma Jean, I've been really hyped for. Um, and it didn't disappoint me at all. I feel that it's a very, re- I, it's, it's almost a half and half. The first half of the album is relentless. It's just heavy. It's got some sick, banging guitar riffs. It's just a very booming first half. And then when you get past the first half, the second half, they kind of open up a little bit more and it gets a little bit more uh, uh, a range. They're part of that like old school movement from when we were younger, though, like Norma Jean, Converge, Every Time I Die. Um, botch. Botch. Well, that's the joke is I like Norma Jean the first time I heard them when they were called Botch. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just really feel like this record wasn't a letdown. I've been playing it nonstop. I, I don't know if I've driven Mandy nuts with it yet. It's pretty much yeah. the only thing I've been playing in the car. But um, it's delicious. Where, when you uh, when you when you talk about early metal core and, and stuff like that, like the early two thousands metal core, uh, I don't know if you listened to the new CU Space Cowboy, but they're like, yes, they're a brand new band, basically. Like they they put out an album of like their collected works of stuff in the beginning of the year in like January, but they finally put out like their quote unquote debut album. And it is like, it brings me right back to that era. I mean, just really gnarly, meaty riffs. Uh, the whole record is just stunning, you know what I mean? And I don't know, like, if you, like, like that band or if you uh, have any have heard anything from them, but that's definitely some of my favorite stuff this year. I think we checked out a little bit of it after you brought it up on the last episode because we were wanting to see what it was all about you were so you know you were pumping it up and it definitely i liked it i enjoyed it i i totally listened to it in the car i think me and ryan that's the majority of the music yeah. listening um I, I i get a lot of time get to get those because of the job driving around all day and i just get to play whatever i want music wise the new cu space cowboy i completely agree mm-hmm. on the like that throwback feel which is part of that resurgence that's kind of been happening i you know not pro, not exclusively to this year but very prominently in the last year that 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 comeback of that old school metal core not even old school. I, I don't want to say it and like phrase it wrong we that era from our time period with like right. sanction and shit like that where that sound from back then is coming back right. but it's coming back with musicians who, not to knock the guys that did it before, but these guys, but the kids now are fucking disgusting musicians. Yeah, they got a fresh take it's, on, uh, and, and a lot more time spent. Because, I mean, people who play their instruments well spend a lot of time alone. Yeah. So, like, it seems like, you know, with every everything being so disconnect, like disconnected, like, these kids have a plethora of, like, tutorial videos and... I've probably spent countless hours in their room trying to harness, like, all right, I got to be as crazy as a dude from Born Under Saturn. You know what I mean? Like, like those type of bands like that. And then, like you were saying, the CU Space Cowboy, like, even the vocals on that harken back those times. You know? They Oh, they absolutely do. Like, his vocals, you know, like, I, I think I immediately thought Poison the Well, and I kind of stuck with that. Um, but it definitely brings me to that same sort of feeling uh that like early poison the well did where it's just like it's emotional and raw but it's it's also like the kind of music that just gets you up and moving too you know what i mean like there it you can have that raw emotion and heavy music and sometimes it still sort of falls flat to grab you and actually get you going 
But I, with this record, like I'm driving down the highway and I'm like, like basically ripping the steering wheel off of my car while I'm listening. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's one of those records for me where it's just like, it really grabs me in all those, those different areas and just pulls it right out of me every time I hear it. Um, I utterly impressed with it. And I really can't wait to see them now that I've, you know, talked about it twice. It's, it is very high on my to-do list is to see them live. Now, I, think so. I want to bring up another one that I think everybody in this room has taken the chance to listen to. Uh, the new Fit for an Autopsy dropped. Dave, you did you did you finally find the full length? Fucking you, love you it. He thought they uh, only put out three songs. I was like, there's a whole album, motherfucker. Yeah. I, uh, I found it. I fell in love immediately. That is... Um, you know, I Thy Art is Murder put out a, a record earlier this year, and, and like that was going to be like my deathcore record of the year until this thing came out. And now it's just, I mean, that that fit for an autopsy. Uh, that that Will Putney is just amazing. I, I got to say, that guy, everything he gets his hands on, it just it seems to turn to gold. Now, I have been out of the fit for an autopsy loop for a while because to me, when I hear when someone says fit for an autopsy, I think of fucking I'll tear this whole fucking world apart. And and when the fuck did they start having singing? Uh, when they got that new guy, because that that started on this record, and I was like, when the fuck did this, this start happening? So I haven't I haven't heard. So this record, they act, they sing sing sing. It's not it's not it's that not, straightforward it's not sing, singing. It's yeah. that in the background. Like a anthem, uh, yeah. Like during anthem the mo- during shit. the melodic, the more melodic heaviness. Yeah, because their previous record had a lot of singing on it. I was like, when when did this shit kick up? But it w- it works. Normally, I wouldn't like it with a band with like a deathcore band and shit like that. But it because as we saw, you know, Whitechapel's uh, done it too. And suicide Silence. Yeah, and yeah. shit, and it and it. Well, Whitechapel sounds like like uh, trying to sound like Tool. Though. They turned into Tool. Yeah. Suicide Silence turned into like Deftones' retarded brother. Yeah. And um, but this works. It's so yeah. well done and well written and well produced that it, it sounds good. It sounds good. It, it, it's another one of those records that really gets you fucking up and, and wanting to like jump through a pit or maybe me. I know you're older than I am, Ryan, uh, at least in pit years. I, I don't think you're getting into them anymore. I, my but, arms will just fly off so my body at this point. Bar- barbecue pit. The barbecue <laughs> pit. That's what I'm getting into. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's another record that I could definitely see myself like, like throwing down in a pit to no problem. Like it's, it's fucking heavy and it's nasty and, uh, just real, real aggressive yeah. Yeah, sort yeah, of Angel, sound. Just so you know, Angel, he still gets in the fucking mosh pit. Do you really? Oh yeah, dude. Wow. Like I can't he's see still, myself seeing, doing that. He's still getting shirtless and sweaty and fucking. I'm, now I'm, he's. I'm but, up in the I'm up in the highest point possible. I'm, I'm just sipping my beer, watching yeah. shit. But this motherfucker is that. Remember that? Remember when you were a younger, Angel, and there was that guy that was older than everybody without yeah. his shirt. And you were like, "Look at this fucking weirdo in here, yeah. fucking <laughs> hugging people and shit." That's Dave now. Oh wow. That's uh, yeah. Well, it was me the whole time. So yeah. I was I was wow. a young kid doing that. Now I'm an old man doing that. Hey, but man. it uh, fuck it. You know what? Keeps you young. When I. When I decided to stop drinking, that was one of those things where, like, I, I need to go and do something. And I, you know, already been going to hardcore shows and getting in the pit. But it was fun to do without being drunk. Like, I, I didn't feel like shit the next day or that night. I can't tell you how many times I went to a show and, like, got drunk and then was, like, swinging around the pit and then had to, like, 
go Ralph out back because I couldn't fucking, you know what I mean? I've been too good, too goddamn dizzy to to figure out where, which way was up. Stop playing the song. <laughs> I can't. I can't see straight. Um. Now speaking uh, of, speaking of getting in the pit, I know that you said that this fell flat with you, Dave, but um. I know that me and Mandy were cranking this all the way up to Rock and Shock. The new Barrier Dead finally dropped. You crossed the line, bro. And oh, I'm sorry. Holy fuck. It, it's, I, it's a good return for that band, I think. I Even think if so. it's just a one one and done. My problem, I think, lies in the fact that I, I it took me up until the third track to even, like, hear something that I liked, you know what I mean? To feel something that was like, all right, this is all right. This will do for me. You know what I mean? I shouldn't have to wait seven minutes to get to something that I want to hear. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to disrespectfully disagree with you. Um, <laughs> I, I've this, I've been anticipating this. Um, we've been anticipating this. I mean, this is since I saw that this was coming out, been waiting for it. They dropped that single and that was fucking just booming and heavy as hell. And then they came out with this, and this is by far the heaviest thing they ever did. And it's just, it's it's another relentless record. And I believe, Angel, you were telling me who produced it? Yeah, DL. Uh, DL, from, formerly of Acacia Strain. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what else he's produced. A lot of shit so far. That's how out of the loop I yeah, am on yeah. that one. But it's got that heaviness. And it's just, it's ridiculous. And I couldn't have been more happy with it. I mean, it's bury your dead. I'm yeah, not even looking. The, I'm, even the vocals. Like, I thought that, you know, being gone for so long that they would have changed. But it's a big improvement. It's, yeah. it's a big improvement from the last record. Yeah, for sure. That they did. And. I mean, it's Barrier Dead. I wasn't going to listen to it and expect new ground to be broken. They're not a new ground kind of band. But, I mean, they even have, like, a, they even have a straight-up, like, Seven Dust-style riff on that album, and it's, it fucking works. Well, that's, uh, that's, that shows because that's DL producing and Seven Dust being DL's favorite band in the world. Oh, my. I thought it was Meshuga. No, it's Seven Dust. Both great bands, though. Uh, yeah. You know, for for newer, you know, I guess groundbreaking, I think, for me this month was probably this band Seizures out of California. And they had a, a really solid release. It was, you know, kind of that mathy hardcore, but it was not inaccessible in the way of like a Dillinger escape plan where it was super chaotic and, and still had a lot of great little quirks to it that made me happy i don't know i know i sent it to ryan but i, I don't know not, if he, i did listen to it i'll be told I, you know, what what's the band I, seizures seizures yeah so that that was like that was he one of those did, records he where, did don't shake your head at me angel he did send it to me <laughs> but he sent in in my defense he sends me a lot of stuff and i, I do, do try I to do. i do try to get to it and i usually give him feedback or he doesn't hear from me for a month straight <laughs> both both things happen sometimes at the same time. I don't know how that's possible. He sends but, me uh, something, and then the conversation ends, and then he must assume um, that I hated it so much that I severed the friendship. Uh, but if anybody wants to check it out, that's Reverie of the Revolving Diamond. Real good record. Uh, definitely a solid listen. You know, if you need something that's got a little little jazz and and some 
extra parts beyond your typical heavy melodic music, then it's probably something you'll like. You said jazz, like full on jazz, or uh, there's some there's some parts in there that definitely get you very full on jazz, like uh, uh, like repressed, like like Candiria jazz. No, not not quite that far gone. Um, it's not as free in time as Candiria jazz would be, but it's it's got some some very jazzy elements to it. You know, all the distortions wiped away, and uh, uh, the way they're playing it is definitely uh, rooted in some early jazz. I would say seizures. So speaking rooted and early, we had yet another return this month. Fucking Ramallah comes back. I'm I comes back with their new record. They kind of were back and forth a little bit. They you know they had the two the two full lengths that they did that were just real heavy hitters. You had the self titled, and then you had. Kill a celebrity, which is like almost at like a legendary status at this point. And then they kind of, I thought they were done. And then one day I went online and was like, I wonder if they ever did put something else out. And I found the two tracks that they released. They had that um, Just One Shot, which is pretty much just White Trash Rob again singing about Time is a Fire and Witch It Burns. Yeah. As he does on everything. Uh, in Nightmare on Elm Street riffs and all that stuff. And then he put out what I thought was awesome was uh, for my uh, for all my dead girls. And that song just made me sick to my stomach. That whole that, lyrically concept wise, it was just like gut wrenching and fucked up. Yeah. Uh, he essentially told the story of a of a heroin addicted mom whoring herself out and him strangling her to death. To save her from herself. And then I heard they were putting out another album. And my hopes really went up on this. But it came out and I kind of felt let down by it a lot. I don't know. I don't know if it was like general consensus. A lot different. It, it, I agree with you 100% on that. Com- compared to the stuff that they put out, it's it's right. it's, it's almost lighter. Oh, that's yeah. what I was Musically, mm-hmm. it's it's like the tone of the whole thing musically is just a little more. It's like he's not using like minor chords anymore. And it's like, I didn't I didn't listen to it at all yet. Um, I know we talked about it the other day, but I've been trying to make sure I got in time to re-listen to all the bands that I thought of like as this month was going on because I want to make sure that I still remember the the riffs I'm talking about. Um, I. One of those bands, I, I know I sent it to you, I think I sent it to everybody, was a band Pathogenic, which released their self-titled uh, album. And that was, they're a band out of mass. They've been around for a while. Uh, it looked like, I, I tried checking them out online. It looks like they've been around since like 2004. But they're they're like the other side of that Seizures band where they're real discord and, and wild and, and funny with their with their metal. But it's not quite the same as... Like the Dillinger thing again, a different kind of that mathy stuff. So, but I don't think you you'd said that you didn't like it. I think um, I ended up going back to it after I saw those guys, a couple of those guys playing another band that I saw the last week or so. So, um, so did was, you? It was the same feeling upon the second return, Dave. Said. So, 
I felt like you were telling a story. Uh, I might have gotten lost in that one a little bit. But <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I went back and listened to it for a second time. and uh, They're from Lowell? Yeah, they're from Lowell. They're one of the better bands. I uh, really recommend checking that record out. And they're doing a lot of shows coming up, it looks like. So be able to go and see them, too. Very, I like to, when I find a band that I like, I like to make sure that I can actually still see that band. You know what I mean? The worst feeling in the world is like finding a band, be like, this fucking rocks, and then finding out that they stopped, you know, performing in like 2015. Yeah. And you're I, years away from it. I.e. Bleak fell in love with that band, and then they stopped putting out music altogether. Right on. Um, so, but that was one of those many shows. Uh, I know you guys went to rock and shock. I went to a few shows myself. Uh, I think that we should tell our fantastic audience about these shows. Definitely. I mean, I wanted to bring up also, uh, the new municipal waste album. Uh, we did actually see them also. I think it's an EP, uh, that, uh, we actually did see them, at Rock and Shock, so I wanted to bring that up as well. I mean, it's always a fucking good time with Municipal Waste, right? Like, fucking party time, thrash. Yeah, hell yeah. I love me some thrash. I love Fuck some yeah. fucking straight-up metal. And and they're a fun band, you know? They're just like a fucking party band, having a good time, fucking going crazy, throwing fucking trash bins into the fucking pit. Uh, we missed that. We had to leave before that happened, but we read all about it, and we're like, of course we fucking miss when all the cool shit happens. But they're always just a fun band. Um, I actually had never seen them live. This was my first time seeing them live. I think Ryan as well. Me, me as well. And it's definitely just as fucking fun um, as it is when you're listening to them, even more fun because you have the whole everyone's going crazy, having it's just a fucking party band. I mean, you can't complain about that, honestly. Well, we, we uh, got, I love a good party band, right? Well, well headbanging like crazy. So, so while we're, we might as well just dive straight into into the into the into the concert portion 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 the porcelain the porcelain into the we're diving into the porcelain. Like Dave used to when he was a drunk. <laughs> and, uh, like I did after seeing Municipal Waste. Uh, so right into the Municipal Waste, Rock and Shock Weekend. We were up there doing TSS stuff. But the final concert of the weekend was we just Such a we good couldn't lineup. fucking miss it. Like what? We had uh, we Sick had of it all. we had Take Offense. Oh, yeah. Take which offense. we missed. We did miss them. That but was they go- were there. They were there. That and was they're go- good. They were good. Um, I'm assuming well, they were good. They wouldn't good. have been invited. They're a good band, but we're assuming they were good. They wouldn't have been invited out on exactly. that tour. Um, <laughs> we did get up there for We didn't see them, but they were good. We did get up there for fucking sick of it all, who I haven't seen in like 20 years. Forgot these guys are like 50. That's another fun fucking band. That set was just, dude, the amount of shit talk that he did to the audience fucking every time he's like every i want to hear you make noise and everyone's like and he's like you suck at making noise <laughs> he's like you know what fuck all of you pretty much <laughs> and then at one point he he goes you want me to get down in there with you and they're like yeah and he's like do you want me to come i will come down there and they're like and everyone's like yeah so he just hurdles over the fucking he was first he was bitching about the barricade Right. The whole time about how there was the, the barricade in front of him and he wanted to come back and do another show, Sands Barricade, that right. they didn't like him. They wanted the audience there with him. So he jumps over the barricade, climbs over the audience and gets in the pit with everybody <laughs> and has them open it completely up. Now you see this now you see the security from the Palladiums. 
uh, fucking diving in there to try to get the mic cord out. And they're trying to get him back. And he's like, no, fuck you. I'm in here. Hold the cord up above everybody. So now they've made this humid pyramid of people holding the cord up above the audience. And he goes, I want a full hardcore circle pit going around me on this next song. And you don't stop till the song stops. And holy shit. I have, ne- I have never seen anything like that at the Palladium. This dude's just standing completely in the open floor with this massive circle pit, full speed going around him, and a human pyramid of fucking Palladium employees just trying to hold the cord so people yeah. could run underneath That was the best part. <laughs> was just watching these watching guys like, like sweating. Oh, shit. Like, don't drop the cord or, every- or you're going to trip fucking 150 people in five seconds. And um, but that wasn't the highlight of the night. The highlight of the night was a fucking, band that we fucking Barney from Napalm Death. Holy shit! On crutches, no excuses. Coming out and still fucking killing it. No excuses ever again from anybody. Fucking all those singers that are like, I had a cold, so I canceled my concert because my throat was a little sore. He legit comes hobbling out. Like he had just fallen down a staircase with a pair of crutches and an ace bandage around his ankle. And even, I believe he even like tossed one of the crutches to the side, Manny. Yeah, yeah. And they start playing. And anybody who's ever seen Napalm Death Live knows that Barney goes. He moves around a lot. He yeah. goes full ham. Yeah, yeah. He does that weird old man run where he's like thrashing Running and like. In place and fucking. And swinging yeah. his arms and stuff. And it looked like he almost couldn't control himself to not do it. He'd like hobble on the crutch and you could see like this dude's hurting really fucking bad. But then they'd they'd go into a fucking riff and he'd like go to take off and he'd be like, oh, no, no, I'm on a crutch. And then out comes. I want to applaud the staff of the Palladium. They like all of a sudden realize what was going on. And all of a sudden out comes a little tiny, little tiny stool. And they put the little tiny uh, stool there and fucking Barney sorry, sits on the stool and he fucking he has his bottle of water and he goes to put it down and he can't reach the ground with the with the bottle without struggling. And out comes another they, palladium like, ran guy in and, like, with a drum case yeah, and put it there. And now he's got a little nightstand and his little stool. <laughs> and this dude fucking destroyed. I don't know. If it, I don't know if it was the fact that he wasn't getting winded That's from running around. That's what I was around. saying. I'm like, he wasn't running around. Because the last time we saw them, like, they were good, of course, but they were not as good as this time. And I'm like, this dude's fucked up. I want to say vocalist goals yeah. should be Barney from fucking Napalm Death. I don't understand how this guy talking to the audience is like, uh, how's about we, we, we do a little song about... About uh, everything that you use is bullshit and people die to make it and you should learn to live your life without such frivolous objects. And we're about to do this song now and just fucking (laughs) crazy demonic. I don't even understand how he gets that, which I believe is something that that band is praised for is for Barney's vocals. And then they didn't even have their bass player. They had like a sit in bass player. I mean, you couldn't add. They played like forty fucking songs. Every fucking so- grindcore. Every I mean, song that you. 40 could, songs. They played what? They played the one second songs, song. It was thirty-seven minutes. Yeah, right. They right, played right, the. Right. They played the one second song and they played the two second song. I never remember the names of them, but he always holds up the one finger, and then they go, 
And then he puts up the second finger and it goes, bah! and then that's it. And then they fucking played Nazi punks fuck yeah, off. Yeah, they did. And it, yeah. That was the highlight of the night. It was fucking amazing. You heard somebody go, tell us what happened to your ankle. And he goes, fuck you. No. <laughs> like, I tripped over my cat. No, fucking. I, oh, no. I, I, the step was a bit high on the bus getting down and I twisted it. But you know, in my old age, and then we had, and then Municipal Waste came out, and I never realized how big of a production. Oh yeah, they are live. They got the fuck. There were sh- searchlights, fucking going with the backdrop of the city, of like the city on fire, and then the fucking there. They had the you know the typical thrash band thing where they have way more cabs going than you know they use. <laughs> <laughs> it was just a wall of cabs. Look at this shit. And then they lit up. The cabs fucking lit up. Oh, really? Yeah, with their fucking... It, I'm like looking at this going, is there something inside that cab? Yes, their light bulbs. It, it was their symbol. Yeah. Oh, All really? the cabs lit up with their fucking symbol, and then out they come running, and you forget how happy of a band Napalm Death is. You had the one guy... You had one guitarist came out looking like Zach Wilde, and then all of a sudden he like kicked on a fan, and now this dude's playing with his hair blowing yeah, yeah. in the wind. <laughs> And then the little 90-pound uh, shredder came out and fucking... I didn't know if Dave Witty's still playing drums for them, but it didn't look like Dave Witty unless Dave Witty suddenly grew hair. But they fucking... The singer came out, and I, I'm sorry, and I love Municipal Waste, but I can't look at him and not think of fucking... Uh, of that fucking ping-pong... That ping pong fucking balls of fury. Oh shit! Oh, I can't oh. not think of that guy from that from the Goldbergs and all that shit. That's I just like put a bandana on him and he's the singer of fucking Municipal Waste, and he's just nothing but smiles and just like these guys love what they fucking do. It's just I, part. It's party music. I missed uh, out. I love that though. I love bands having a good time. You know what I mean? It, it was just it sucks. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it sucks when you see a band that their energy is just low and it's not low because of anything beyond. They just seem like they're not interested in what they're doing at the time. Right. You know what I mean? Going through the motions. Right. They're not getting the crowd participation they expected. Maybe that's why he threw trash cans at people. That's that's always my favorite. When they're like, come on, this is your last chance for real, though. I mean, fucking Mandy told me about the trash cans and I was like, of course. Like, yeah. we fucking missed, like, I don't even know the context. Like, it was either he was pissed or it was no. just, like, an epic party moment. I think moment it was an epic party Of moment. him chucking trash into the fucking audience. And I'm like, I fucking, we, we missed it. Imagine. Based on how the evening was going. It was I'm party. Go, oh, yeah. It was party. People were eating that shit up. Yeah, I'm sure someone was happy that a trash can was bounced off their fucking dome. Fuck yeah. Uh, they can do that in, in that band. I love it. But um, so I'm going to throw it to Dump Dave. The trash yeah, I was going to say, I didn't get any trash cans at any of my shows. Yeah, but, uh, but go ahead the, and flop your dick the, on the table. No, no. Uh, the first couple of shows I went to were uh, I went to go see Every Time I Die on a boat sailing Shocker. around fucking New York. Which uh, I've, this is the second year I did it. It's the third year they've done it. That looks it's a like great, fun. But he like dresses up. It was kind of like last year was closer to Halloween, so everybody like got into a lot of costumes. This year you didn't see quite as many, but a lot of people dress up, and it's just a big party. Just so um, everybody knows, Dave, what were you wearing? Oh, 
So the first night I had the pleasure of wearing a nice, very tight women's bathing suit. Uh, took a lot of balls to pull that off. And uh, <laughs> lack of. Uh, it was it was interesting crowd surfing in that. I, I will say. I, oh my I, god. <laughs> Yes, uh, a lot of a lot of tape was involved in that production, and uh, <laughs> the second night I wore a American flag romper because you know all all good Americans should have an American flag romper. Uh, I got one of my favorite pictures of all time with Andy Williams holding me like a baby. I think I looked beautiful in it. Um, <laughs> Ryan can disagree all he wants, but we both know I'm right. So though. Those were just those crazy kind of nights where, you know, like every time I do that, we go out there, there's a good amount of us. We all stay in the city and we all just jump on a boat a couple of nights and party like we are trying to die out in the water, which is, I think, the only way to really party on the water. Like, right. let's try to sink this motherfucker while we're here. So uh, is that uh, just every time I die or are there other bands on there? No, no, it's them. They usually have a DJ to open, um, and they did that this year again. The DJs, you know, kind of play whatever they want. So one, the, there's a girl that does it, and then there's another guy that does hip-hop. And there was some fucking asshole in the crowd when the guy was doing the hip-hop set where he was just like, fucking hey, hip-hop, just over and over and over again. Now, there's like, these DJ sets are 25, 30 minutes long. It's like by the end of it, we were all just eyeing this motherfucker. He just like as soon as every time I die started coming on the stage, he started hightailing it to the back of the fucking boat. Because I think he saw like the looks he was getting. Like you know, it harkens back to what we were talking about last time. I just can't deal with assholes at shows like that. You know what I mean? Like if you're gonna be an asshole, stay in the fucking back. If you're gonna get up front and start yelling at it like people and the band and shit, just fucking be prepared to be knocked out because right. somebody's gonna do it. <laughs> um, Go <but> home. <laughs> you don't like other people's shit. Too fucking bad. This isn't your show. I can't but go home. I'm on a, I'm on a I'm boat. I'm on a boat. <laughs> um, Get thrown overboard though. But both great shows. And then last week, last weekend, I got to go see Cave In with nice. War on Women and Milltown, which was Milltown's first show in. I don't know, 20 some odd years, 21 years. Um, but the big thing for me was seeing Cave and again, I haven't seen him since final transmission was released. Uh, and seeing Nate really just bring his own life to that, to that band, to what they're doing is just incredible. Nate is just such a phenomenal fit with them. I, I miss Caleb dearly. I wanted to cry through half of that set because they were playing final transmission songs and Caleb was one of my favorite musicians. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. to him, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. But Nate definitely fills that role so fucking well. Uh, And they played old shit. They played uh, Juggernaut and Moral Eclipse off Uh, of Until Your Heart Stops, which just seeing that shit was like being... Like you were just giving me shit about being in a pit, but I was I got to be in a pit for fucking moral eclipse and juggernaut, like just something I've dreamed about uh for twenty years. You know what I mean? Like I, I unfortunately got into cave in right after they stopped playing the heavy shit, so I never got to see them when they were playing the heavier stuff. And I was so stoked. And it it just sounded so good. I mean, that band is 
the epitome of professional musicianship without being pretentious about it. Like they're, they're all very, very nice guys, but they're so good at what they do. It's, it's phenomenal to watch. So I'm assuming that, uh, Nate took over for the screaming. He did. Uh, Steve screamed some too. Yeah. But Nate's scream on, on some of that shit is just, Oh, Nate's scream in general is fucking. It's, it's real good. It's real, real good. From the nuts. Um, so it, it, and then just even when he's not screaming, when he's just like singing along with that, like raspy, like kind of like a raspy Dave Grohl or something voice, you know what I mean? Like he's got that, that's the best way I can describe it. But like, even when he's singing those parts, he just, he filled that fucking spot just perfectly, just absolutely perfectly. I, if you haven't seen them do it, it looks like they're going to be playing around for a little while in this configuration. And I highly suggest you see it before, if it ever changes. But definitely see Nate play with Caveman because it's amazing. Um, I'm jealous. I I am very sorry for making you jealous, and I'm not sorry. Not sorry at all for seeing that shit. I mean, I you know, like I said, I waited 20 years to see that, and it was worth every minute of it. Um, And then the other shows I went to, I went to go see Moontooth, Johnny Booth, and Cryptodira, which was a Three bands from Long Island. They were doing a little East Coast run. Uh, I caught them a couple of times on that run. And boy, all three of those bands are really special in all their own ways. Um, and Moontooth just announced right when they got back that they're going out with Number 12 Looks Like You. So good for them. Great great group of guys. Great band. They got signed to Pure Noise and they're going out with Number 12. So I, I, recent, really- I recently got into Moontooth. Nice. It took a little... It took a little... Uh, Took a little getting into that, uh, but I eventually warmed up. I had to get past the vocals and it's singing, right? Singing? It's singing. You know what the problem was is that uh, I had first heard them through like Liquid Metal, mm-hmm. and like the singles aren't that great. Oh. And but then when you get past that and you get into the other, it's then the singles work. Now I like them. Like once you hear everything else, it comes full circle, and you're like, all right. Now I get it. So it's like you have to, it's kind of a thing you have to listen to the whole work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And Johnny Booth, I saw those, I saw those fucking jokers walking around fucking East Hampton. They're, uh, they're really some of my favorite dudes on the planet. You can't, you can't miss that singer. No, no. I saw them, I saw them crossing the street and I was like, who are all these dudes wearing all black? Walking across the street in East Hampton, and then I saw the singer, and I was like, "White, that's Johnny Booth. Who else got a white guy with dreads that long?" Um, he's they—they they are just some of the coolest dudes around. They—they they put on a great show, and they're very friendly and very welcoming to anybody that likes their music, and not in that way where you like they or you feel like they want to just get you to buy shit, but more just that they're really happy to share what they've made with everybody and to play those shows. Um, and if you, another band that if you get a chance to see it, go see Johnny Booth live. I can't recommend them enough. I mean, it's, I've seen them probably eight or nine times already this year. Um, I'll probably catch them another time or two before it's out. Yeah. I saw you throw it up in the stories. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I, there wasn't a whole lot of great video to get the first night because the spot that they were in the first night is like this, private rehearsal space type thing um real cool spot for a little monday night diy show 
but not something that you can get real good video out of because you're basically standing on top of the fucking band. Uh, but the second night when they were out at Ralph's in Worcester, they had, you know, you got a stage there and everything, and you got a, a good chance to capture some video, uh, which I hope everybody got to see. I still have them. If you missed it and you want to see it again, send us a message and I'll post them somewhere. Little snippets of what all those guys do. Yeah, throw it up on the Facebook. Yeah, I should do that. All right. Oh, I was going to say, do you want to talk about what we were talking about before about the, the uh, history? Well, here's here's something I thought we could do a little, little something special. Try it out tonight. See how people like it. We're going to we're going to rewind the clock back. About a decade. And uh, I actually came upon this uh, through uh, through a release website. I won't say who. But uh, when how far back did the archives go on this? And I wanted to see how far back for an October I could go. And I got all the way back to 2009 on this. And when I looked at some of these releases that came out in October of 2009, I was like, we should bring this up because this was a really solid month. And uh, it's kind of plays into the whole old people kind of thing a little bit like uh, like the back in, back in my day. Shit. In 2009, I already had two kids, so I'm definitely feeling old. You know what I mean? Like a like a like a good Leone. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to rewind the clock back to October 2009. I got it right here in front of me. And I am going to read off some of these, and we can reflect on that for a moment. Do it. So we're going to start with October 6, 2009 with Desperate Living. It's uh, That's a band I missed incredibly. Nintendo <laughs> Core. I actually never got into that band till really? Mandy. Mandy got really? me into Horse the Band. Oh, look at me. Do you remember, Mandy, then, when they did that whole world, like, uh, tour thing that they did? Um, they documented the whole thing. They I went to, like, Russia, China. I was not there for that. that. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I I wasn't there. <laughs> I, was, I didn't say, did you go on tour? I'm saying, I know, do you remember I when know. they did that? I thought that was, like, awesome because they, they self-funded that whole right set up like they left their their hometown and went to like deep deep like recesses of third 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 world countries and like yeah i remember them being like in a in a like village somewhere and like in the center of that village like all eating like just random shit and like laying on the ground like trying to sleep for an hour in the middle of this like weird european village you know what i mean like it was definitely a cool thing to watch and they were just they were always a fun band to see live. They were always a, like good quality content, and I saw that they're going or they put out an image that makes it seem like they are going to tour again. Yeah. I don't know if that's actually going to happen, but it seems like they're gearing up for it. And honestly, with how many people have come back, how many bands have come back lately, I wouldn't be surprised at all. I, I think they should come back. I agree. So I really, I really like that band. Horse the band. Yeah. You know what? I when Mandy got me into them, I was completely kind of like taken back. Like, why didn't I get into this before? It's good. Like, it this had, was it had good synth, good breakdown. It's just fucking crazy, frenetic, catchy. Yeah. Yeah. That song "Manatee." <laughs> yes. Is the one that got me. 
I don't think it was off that album. No. I think that was off of Mechanical Hand, maybe? Uh, it might have been Mechanical Hand. I think it was the one after that, though. Maybe. <laughs> Either way. Either way. Uh, so let's get another band off that list. Ryan, what else came out in 2009? I got a good one. December 13th, 2000, or December, October 13th, 2009. Yet another band that Mandy got me into. <laughs> Skeleton Witch. Yes, I was hoping you were going to oh bring boy. that up. I Breathing the there. Fire came out. That's another one that when she put that on. Let me, let me, let me just, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me just mention here that there's a lot of bands. I was very cut off. I was into the whole like breakdowns of the way to live kind of thing and then mandy nothing wrong with breakdowns nothing wrong with them but mandy you know to- tony danza tap dance shit like that oh i do love me some danza mm-hmm. fucking um what else was there uh what the fuck was the name of that with the beneath the massacre yep shit like yeah. that i got into all that because of mandy kudos to you yeah hey maybe mandy, someday he'll let me talk on mandy you. got cool. me into acid bath <laughs> and when i told Friends of mine, they're like, what are you listening to? I'm like, Acid Bath. They're like, when did you start listening to that? I went, Mandy got me into them. They went, Mandy listens to Acid Bath? It's, it's all over the fucking place. But always seemingly better than yours, Ryan. I don't know. She, she's, she's doing a good job. <laughs> Speaking of doing a good job. My ears like the way things sound. This, uh, October, <laughs> October 20th, 2009. Oh. Converge. Oh, axe to fall. Now I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start this off with my my least favorite Converge album. Really, it's not a Converge album to me. It's it's more of a it's more of a we're gonna invite all of our friends to play on an album and we're just gonna put Converge on there. I believe that even has a song where the whole band is caved. With Jake doing vocals <laughs> on it. And I think that's the, I believe that's Worms Will Feed her on that too, from a little band, uh, in case nobody knows who Genghis Tron is. Genghis Tron, yeah. That's another band. That's, that's a, a good one. That's that, a, we, that one's missed. That band is very well missed. Yeah, they were dicks. <laughs> right, I, yeah, I, I saw them you. be, I saw them be wicked dicks to their fans. It kind of hurt uh, it a little bit. Um, oh so, really? Uh, we, I like that album though. Oh, Axe to Fall. Yeah, you Dark bought Horse. it on vinyl. Yeah. You were like, I look, I'm buying this. I'm like, Ugh, and you're like, I like it. You're stupid. Like, Got to <laughs> add it to the Converge collection. Uh, Got to throw it in there. I appreciate it. Got to have it. it's part of the catalog. It's just Got to have it in there. I I will give you that. Yeah, give me that at least. I right. will give you that. I, I don't <laughs> hate it. It's just in the give Converge Dark catalog. Like, Dark Horse is give, awesome. Give me Dark Horse. But when like, they led with Dark Horse and then the rest of the album came out after, I was like, Dark Horse is the strong point. Right. I agree. But um, I see Angel. Are you combing through it or are you looking at other stuff? No, I'm combing through. I, yeah, think, uh, I think Between the Buried and Me was in there, too. And that's like when that album came out, you were like, they really like Mike Patton. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> it was ta- a great misdirect. You are talking right? about the great. Yeah, the yeah. great misdirect. I'm on it. I got you. Fucking. I'm over here. That, I'm all paying right. attention. They didn't put something out, but I just need to say that that is another band that has literally done an about face stylistically. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I love the journey of it's this been a good band. They they went from fucking playing at Fat Cat with like 
Acacia Strain and shit like that to now they tour with Dream Theater. And they're that band. Yeah. Yeah. And they're that band that like as a as someone that plays instruments and then I'm I've heard it from other people that play instruments that they're one of those bands where they put out an album and you hear it and you're like, stop. Like we yeah. get it. We get it. You're so shit. good. The like, new shit right. is fucking crazy. Like they're a band where every single person in that band is playing nothing that should be going together. The bass player plays like his own song all together, but everything just they're so I don't even want to know what the thought process is is going into making one of their albums. But the great misdirect is probably one it probably that one in colors are probably my yeah. two highest points with them. Colors is delicious. Colors and uh, Coma were were two real good albums. Um, Brian, wasn't the Red Chord on that list too? You're skipping. I I didn't. I was mean getting to. to that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know you were getting to it. I'm sorry. I, I am because I want to mention one of my favorite instrumental sludge bands ever. Ooh, Pelican. Oh yeah, fuck yeah, Southern Lord. I the Southern Lord mainstays, and I got to see them live, and it was as heavy as that shit was on record. It was like just like your hair blown in the wind, like you're in municipal waste. Fucking, it uh. was just so unbelievably heavy, but but then it would just go into this, and that's when they started going into the really beautiful, because before they were just like heavy sludge shit. And then later on, they started branching out into like the real, like soft melodic, uh, like, yeah, like the post hardcore kind of shit. Yeah, like everything, like March into the Sea and up. Yeah, where they started going, you know what? Put a piccolo in it. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna yeah, sound yeah, yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> they and, were uh, they were real fucking heavy and sludgy, and I didn't get to see them at that time. I was uh, a big fan of it though. That record was just. Like your whole body shakes with the bass in that record, you know what I mean? Like it's one of those, like just purely heavy, purely like just stomping kind of records. Yeah. All right, you ready for another one? Yes, yes. I want to see how many people in this room know this band. I know Mandy does because I listen to them. <laughs> Pyramids, yep. featuring Naja. I don't know that band. It's a you don't know Pyramids. I don't pyramids. I don't even know if they're still around anymore. They might. They're one of those. They've always existed in obscurity. Um, it's very avant-garde, but it's it's. I don't even know how to describe them. They're grind. They're like one part grind, one part noise, one part atmospheric melodic. It's just really. Their albums are not. You don't listen to a pyramids album to like catch a riff. And bang your head to it. It's like, like a sound journey when you listen to it. They get very landscapey with everything. And when they did that, I remember when they did that album with Najo. It was just very, like, emotional, like it affected you. Which is that's a that's a heavy feat for like a noisy, grindy kind of band to get get you in the emotional. But let me explain on the grind though. It's like almost like they're one of those bands that would do like grind drums. But then the music over the grind drums was like this atmospheric, like, oh, like weird. It was like they put shit together that you never heard together. And it made this like weird, unique sound. It, it sounds like a black metal take on a grindcore band. 
<laughs> it's almost like that before it became the hipster thing to do. Right on. Yeah, you do see that a lot more these days. I it's, like it though. I, yeah. There's a lot of it that I do like with that, like that new wave of black metal that's been coming around. Like Pyramids is a band that I guarantee the dudes in Deaf Heaven. Is it this this band? What Pyramids? Yeah. Yes. This. this? Yes. Yeah. I recommend the album with the uh, with the antelopes on the cover. That's my favorite one. Um, so before I get to the one that Dave jumped to, I want to make mention of something with a little bounce that I'm still a fan of. Stray from the path. Make your right, own history. Right. Yeah. right on. I love the song Subliminal Criminals by them. It's such a fucking we we want to be rage against the machine, but the bounce. They're a bit they're a bounce band. It's just fun. You throw it on, you you know, bang your head a little bit to it. It's they're they're a talented band. They are. I like I like how the guitar player plays. Yes. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Dave? I, I like that band. I like that record. I think it's all, all real fun to, to listen to and, and get your bop on, get if you bop. know what I mean. <laughs> Let's get, you, get your woman's bathing suit bop on. <laughs> so This you know, one, we're going to let the balls drop. We are going to close out this little part with a very missed band by everybody in, in, on this show. The fuck- I, think, I think everybody in the heavy community, just in general, like... That the, band was. This is a. This is a. You need to come back. Yeah. Just one more time. Just not even. Just personally invite like all of us from Fat Cat from back in the day, <laughs> so we can just, do. So we can get in that. It's not gonna be all right. It's not gonna be okay. Pile up one more today. fucking time. The fucking red cord with their final album, Fed Through the Teeth Machine. I can't believe it's been a fucking decade already. That's crazy. I can't oh. believe guys a fucking cop in New Hampshire. Yep. <laughs> like it's fucking it, It's fucking crazy. I think they did one reunion for a metal fest. I feel like I, they did one not last year but maybe the year before. I don't remember. You might be right. They did one no, they did I, one I and everybody They did one and everybody lost their mind but I was like this is bullshit. That they're doing a fucking reunion and it's to play clients in its entirety. Kiss my Uh, ass. uh, Like, I loved clients, but it is not fused together. Yeah. I need to see that. That's some, that's fond memories to me is that fucking pile up. Just seeing them. That was a band, like, they had fun live. They used to fuck with the audience. They had that, they had that one song that always builds up to the breakdown and then it, like, would stop. And then he'd like he'd see the people who didn't know start the mosh and he'd do the like ha and then but just that band is just so fucking fun and heavy and just like it was just the best time seeing them in any fucking show they were playing. You you went to that show just to be in that pile up, right? Right. They were always smiling. They were always a happy band. Yeah. Right. Oh, so heavy, so heavy, (laughs) like. So there, I there say was, come back one oh, more time. I, I would I would pay very good money to see them play again. I remember I tried as long book, as a, booking them one time when I was younger. You booked them? For my birthday. Did they show up? Birthday. No. No? <laughs> no. No? That's surprising. They agoraphobic nosebleeded it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how much does it cost to book your band? 
He's like, for what? I'm like, my birthday show. And then that was the end of the conversation. He's just like, no. who was that guy? He's just like, I, yeah. I'm not, That's when you I'm used not. to be able to like aim people. So I was right. like, hey, give me guys aim handle. Yeah. This fucking label back in the day. I remember that shit. That was every every band in at fucking Fat Cat wanted to be on fucking black market. I know we did. Fucking, we almost had it. I don't know what happened. He became a cop. He became a cop. He fucking he went bankrupt doing black market. I don't fucking know. Game over. Time to be a cop in New Hampshire. Fuck He's, it. He signed Psyopus and nobody else got it. So That's he right. lost all his he lost all of his money. There's a band. Um. Back in the day. I think that's about it. All right, guys, that's it then. Thanks for joining us on Hardcore Nursing Home. Make sure you check out all our social media accounts Hardcore Nursing Home at Twitter, at Instagram, and on Facebook. Please make sure you follow and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're checking us out. Leave us reviews. And tonight's band was Wreath of Tongues, great guys from Long Island. Make sure you check them out as well. Hardcore Nursing Home is in association with the greatest network in podcast history, The Dorkening. If you love all things dorky, look no further than The Dorkening Podcast Network. If you combine their years of experience, chafe palms, and pairs of glasses, you've got 2020 vision that can see into the fourth dimension of awesome and a hell of a return investment on hand lotion. 
That's the Dorkening Podcast Network. Find it at thedorkening.com.